Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hey there, welcome into the Beers and Ears podcast. Before we get started with the show, hey Matt, did you hear about all the awesome deals going on at Walt Disney World right now? I have not heard about all these awesome deals. Please do tell. Yes. So if you're looking to plan a trip to Walt Disney World, there is no better time than to do early spring or late spring or early summer. Right now, late spring, early summer, they have got promotions up to 25% off if you want to go, depending on what room you're going to go into. It's a it's a, a five-night, four-day park hopper pass or, or even base ticket pass. You can get up to 25% off your room. Or, Matt, if you want to go in the summer, guess what you can get? Oh, uh, um, uh, more percentage off? <laughs> no, f- basically free dining. Basically, you can get up to $750. Yeah, $750 in a dining promo card, depending on where you stay. Disney is really trying to get you into their parks this year, and there's no better way to do it than with an authorized travel agent. As you all know, I am an authorized travel planner with the uh, Main Street and More Travel Company. You can find out more on sorcererNetwork.com. You can go over to Facebook.com slash Casey. I'm oh, sorry, Facebook.com slash Magical Casey. Wow, I should know my own address. Um, but it costs you nothing extra <laughs> to plan with the travel planner. Um, I'm actually booking a couple this week, and I'm very excited. Uh, i got one coming up here this spring. i got another one coming up in the fall during Christmas time. So there's no better time than to Ooh. plan right now. So, uh, Matt, I know you're hoping to plan a trip here at some point, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, my of course, my children since coming back have been asking me, well, when are we going back? When, yes. when, are, we, when are we doing that again? It's yeah. like, okay, well, um, I don't know. <laughs> that is called the Disney. So, but yes, but in all seriousness, like, I don't mean this in jest. When I am, and I don't mean this in terms of this is not a sarcastic comment or anything like that, or I'm just saying this because we're on the pod. When I am planning a Disney vacation, I consider myself to be a seasoned pro knows what's going on, knows what's happening. I'm well in tune with what's happening at the parks. I am going to be booking through Casey. Absolutely. Woo. 100%. Woo. <laughs> well, anyway, head on over to facebook.com slash magical Casey or sorcerer or soon there will be a new website. I'm working on that as we speak, but either way Ooh. I can help you out and we can definitely get started uh, planning today. All right, let's get started with the show. All right, welcome into the Beers and Ears podcast, everybody. My name is Casey. And my name is Matt. Welcome back in. I'm very excited about today's episode. (laughs) Combines two of your favorite things, right? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I love top tens. In general, I like doing our top ten episodes. They're some of the most fun. When was the last time you did a top ten? You know, see, part of the problem with these top tens is, you know, we've exhausted the big ones of like top 10 Disney characters, top 10 park rides. And so we we do kind of have to now get a little bit creative, but it's been a while since we've done a top 10. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. We've done 16 top 10s. Wow. And just looking at our last uh, 10 episodes, none of them were top 10. So it's been at least three, four, five months since we've done one. I'd have to go back and look specifically at what it was. But today is kind of interesting because today and I, we've, I feel like we've been tossing around this idea for a while, this idea of Disney and video games. I know we've talked about it. We've hit around the edges, but today we're actually going to be talking the top 10 Disney video games. And I'm going to tell you, Matt, this is a loaded one because I thought, oh, this is going to be really hard. There's not a lot of Disney video games out there. And then I realized, holy smokes, there's a ton of Disney video games out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you even pick? How do you even start to classify? And so, as usual, Matt and I have not discussed our list with one another yet. I think there may be some crossover, but I also think that just knowing how much is out there, we might have some varied lists here. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking um um how how I determined my list too. I I kept it pretty much Disney Pixar. Okay. I did not do any Marvel or Star Wars or anything like that. Agreed. Um, partly because that opened up a whole nother <laughs> uh, Pandora's yes. box of like, okay, no, 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 we're just just keeping with the Disney ones. Yeah, because I mean, I I agree with you. I, I I came in thinking like I had like 
my top five or what was going to be in my top 10. And then I, I opened up, you know, the list of just kind of like, okay, I got to get the deep recesses of my brain. I went, Oh, that one. Oh, that yep. one. Oh, that I one. Even had my, I even sudden, had like, my oh, I list. Problem now. <laughs> I even had my list ready to go. And then I'm in there with Nate and Nate's like, well, what about this one? I'm like, Oh yeah. What about that one? Like I just completely forgot about that. So what about yeah. that one. Yeah. So, um, so I am going to warn you, I did kind of sort of cheat just a little bit on this. Um, I might have just a couple more than 10 on here, but I'm the way I'm going to present this is kind okay. of in like, like classification mode, if you will. I've kind of got different categories and I've got a, in true Disney style, I've got a Disney, I've got a story to tell. Okay. Okay. And I also combined like franchises. So like if okay. there was a one, two, and three, one, two, and three didn't, I didn't rank those. I yes, just went, yes, okay, yes, these yes. are all, th- this, this series is, is, is all a part of it. And I mean, I guess if you want to give me, if you want me to give a one, two, three ranking within that ranking, I suppose I can oblige you. All right. So do you want to go first or would you like me to start? <clears throat> You know, I feel like I always start these things. Maybe I'm wrong. I just, you know, forget. So why don't you kick us off? All right. So I'm going to start us off. So um, this is this is technically number 11 on my list, if you will. Um, there are two of these. So the way I did this, I have I have I have one, two, three. I have four broad categories. So this category right here is what I'm just calling random random it's just random like it's like these are almost like my honorable mentions yeah. if you will okay I'm just starting with them because okay, okay. they don't fit in the other categories but if i don't mention them i feel like it's a disservice because of how big they were two specific mobile games that have been part of the disney sphere for pretty much the last 10 years um or definitely the last i'd say uh, eight years and that is disney zoom zoom and emoji blitz were they on your list Okay. I completely forgot about the mobile <laughs> genre. <laughs> I, I had to, so, I had to put, so I, I had just to absolutely them. completely forgot about it. Yeah. I had to put them on the list because Disney zoom zoom spawned massive merchandise sales that are still kind of there to this day. There's still some zoom zoom out there. Yeah. Not like it used to be, but unlike other Disney properties where, um, like the IP spawns the video game. In this case, the video game spawned the IP. Or sorry, the video game spawned. Yeah, the IP spawned spawned. The yeah, 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 yeah. And there were collectibles. I mean, my God, I gave mine away. I have a couple here or there that I still have. But like, I gave all mine to my my, my nieces and nephew. And but I had I had hundreds of these things, the zoom zooms. But the game itself, a lot of people don't realize there was an actual game. There was there was a, an actual game that was played, and then Emoji Blitz kind of came right on the tail end of that, and Emoji Blitz was a little bit different. I don't think it ever got to the popularity of Zoom Zoom, but it did still spawn merchandise, and you could actually with when you played uh, Emoji Blitz, you could actually um, um, redeem or or earn, if you will actual disney emojis to use on your phone as you played the game that were otherwise not available so i just think for that reason they were very unique they weren't true like platformers or something like that but um they definitely deserve a spot on the list even though it's like so they don't fit into any particular category for me yeah they were your normal like matching games you know that that kind of stuff is very very popular exactly Um, yeah no i again i completely forgot about the mobile realm so i stick to (laughs) mostly like pc council oh man all right um, well let's go with your number your first one my friend okay my number 10 is um connect disneyland adventures now i never played this on the connect but i played this on pc yeah. This is the most chill, nostalgic game. If you just want like a really easy, it's it's the simplest, dumbest game, but like it's fun. You walk I've around heard Disneyland. About it. I've heard about gather, it. Yeah, you gather some people's autographs. You got some mini games with the rides. You got to like find little collectibles. If you're missing the park, I found it to be like a really fun. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go around the park and. Meet some of my favorite characters and collect these little things, and then I'll ride a ride. And mm-hmm. I, it's 
it's it's really quite fun. You can get it for really cheap on Steam right now for PC. That's funny. Um, and well, um, it just I is a little delightful game. I didn't have that on my list, but I am going to um, tie it to another one on my list real quick, which is my number eight, which falls into a, a different genre, which is park games, which we're going to get to. But that was not Disney's first foray into a park video game. Um, there no. was actually a park video game on the NES called Adventures in the Magic Kingdom that debuted in 1990. So this would have been, I don't know if Splash would have been built yet at that point or not. I think it would have been. I think Splash would have been just been. Yeah. So, but it's a very similar premise. You have to go around from attraction to attraction. There's many games based on the attractions, Pirates, Haunted Mansion, um, I think there's Space Mountain is in there as well. And you're trying to collect, I think there's all these different keys to unlock the um, this room inside Cinderella Castle that Mickey needs to open in order to open the park or something like that. It's something really fun. But yeah, I yeah. remember playing that game when I was a kid at my friend Kimberly's house. And so, uh, again, it's my number eight on here. Um, so while it's not exactly the same game, similar premise, right? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. a similar premise. You got to go around, like, yeah, there's not, like, a plot. There, it's not, no high stakes. It's a really relaxing game. Exactly. Okay, my number 10. So this is where my first kind of category, like, really begins, and that is individual IPs. So, like, games based on individual IPs. And there is a game that I have to, I have to call out, and I have to call it out because I used to play it at basically my brother from another mother's place, TJ's place. And the game is Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers on the Nintendo Nintendo Entertainment System. Do you have that on yours? I did not. That was in my honorable mentions. There was oh. a lot of these Disney platformers that just didn't make it. And a lot of the ones that did make it... I favored ones that I played. Yes, same, so I same. Was just a little bit later. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so Chip and Dale was the only one I had listed for the NES in terms of the platformer. But again, I think it again, it has to do with that nostalgia of playing it when I was a kid in his basement. Ryan, me, TJ, we would be in there. We'd take turns playing. And and again, it was just, it was your basic platformer. You threw these acorns and these nuts at these characters and bounced on their head like yeah. you can watch the youtube playthrough of it and it's like a two-hour playthrough at most or something like that it's a very quick playthrough but it brings back all the feels man all the nostalgia so i've got to get that one out there chippendale rescue rangers for the nintendo entertainment system ducktales had a ton of them like i mean there was a darkwing duck one oh my there's god a, DuckTales. A DuckTales one. i forgot ducktales oh my god how did i forget yeah. DuckTales? like all right there's a anyway. there was a lot of them in there so yeah. um so my number my number nine actually is in that individual ip and that was the toy story pc game oh i got I, toy story too but i got it for the snes Ah, um, I, I don't like so I remember playing this game. It was your normal like you play through the story um, and there were different levels. And so each level had something a little bit different. But I remember it being super fun. And, and it was the first game that, you know, something like the earlier games, like the Rescue Rangers, things like that, where your normal side scrolling platformer. You had some enemies you had to deal with. You know, It, it basically played like Super Mario. Mm-hmm. This was the first game that I personally remember that was a little bit more than that. So like, yes, there were some platformer levels, uh-huh. but then there were also some levels where like when you had to defeat buzz at the gas station by, by in capturing him in a tire. And there was yep, a yep. RC car level that you had to yes. navigate this course and get batteries at the right time. So you didn't run out of battery. Um, and you had to knock buzz, you know, out the window and, and I remember it being just a really creative one. And the, my favorite level was also when you got to play as Buzz and Woody when they were in the uh, the cup and the burger uh, wrapper and pizza, pizza planet, planet they yeah. walk in. Um, so I that uh, maybe it's a terrible game if I played it today, but that's pure nostalgia is the reason that is on. My I list. don't I don't think it's a terrible. I mean, yeah, okay, fine. By today's standards, it's probably a terrible game. But what I will tell you is if you think about computer animation at that time, 
that's when games, you know, computer animation looked one way on the screen, and they could probably make it look somewhat like that in the video games. So unlike some of the other games that you might have played, like Chip and Dale or whatever, where it's very 8-bit technology, you know, computer and or SNES technology is, you know, much different, right? It's going to look closer to what you want them to look like. So yeah, that was on my list. That was actually my number nine as well. But I got to say, this is again where I cheated. <laughs> so to round out my individual properties, and I think you kind of touched on it. For number nine, I actually have kind of a conglomeration. It's like four in a row. It's like these four. Okay. You mentioned Darkwing Duck. Um, you mentioned Toy Story, but then there were two others. And I know one of these has got to be on your list. Um, we cannot go best top 10 video Disney games, Disney video games, without mentioning Aladdin or Lion King. Um, I never played Lion King, but I know a lot of people have that special place in the heart, but Aladdin, oh my God, I played that game so much at my friends, Molly and Donnie's place over and over and over again. And they had this both on the Super Nintendo and on, um, uh, the, um, Sega Genesis. And from what I understand, the Sega Genesis version was the the better of the two. It had better graphics. But from the gameplay perspective, they played pretty much the same way, but the graphics were better on the Genesis. Uh, I'm assuming this has got to be on your list. So I actually, these are the two that I cheated. I combined these and I actually okay. put them at number seven. I okay. think these are okay. some of the greatest platformers. And again, like even that had a little bit of diversity. I mean, we will all go with the, I just can't wait to be king level where you had to scare the monkeys into the correct thing. I've so heard that was horrible. So yeah. You. It was super hard. <laughs> it was so <laughs> hard. Um, but it was a fun, it was a really fun game. Like, and, and again, this is, this time period with both Aladdin and Lion King, this is the beginning of this, you know, Disney decade yes. where, and the whole, I mean, I remember watching in front of all these VHSs, all the kids at the computer, Disney interactive. We use CD-ROM technology to put you through. <laughs> and, and, and then to like have a video game where you could not just watch the movie, but then go through the movie. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. now video games pretty much don't have the release of like play through the movie. Cause we've gotten to the point where we're like, we don't care about this anymore, but that was a big thing at the time. Well, something also to point out about that is these video games at the time were often made parallel to the movie being made and then decisions about the movie have to be made to cut certain scenes in order to make it fit into a particular runtime or whatever but if the video game is being based on that story oftentimes the video game might have additional levels that were never part of the movie that is true of the lion king i actually watched a video on this the other day that the lion king uh, video game the reason why there's a couple of levels that don't appear in the movie is because they were going to but they had to cut them for time's mm-hmm. sake or whatever so you get a little bit more of a complete yeah. story on the lion king if you will right um but yeah, yeah. aladdin for yeah. me aladdin for me pure pure nostalgia for sure all right well that would take me to my number eight but i already gave you my number eight which is adventures in magic kingdom so we're going to go to your number eight so this one we don't need to belabor, but I actually, I've been playing it a little bit more, and I do think it deserves a spot on my list, and that is Disney Dreamlight Valley. Oh, that's um, my number one. Same. Or my number two, um, I should say. Uh, so, oh, okay. All right. Well, um, uh, go for it. I want to I know why you're rating it so high. Um, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I don't, normally, I know I would. Normally, I would take you up on that, but it's part of the story, and I want to wait to tell the story. So ah, okay, I, okay. I will okay. let you I tell me why you're, no, yeah, why you're number eight. So, um, I, 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 I still love it. I still, um, it's still a, a fantastic game. I still, you know, open it up and, and it's a similar to what Disneyland adventures is. It's relaxing. Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. I don't want to open up a game and have to think or use quick reflexes or yes. any of this stuff. Just, I just want to relax. And it's the perfect game to just relax. And if also you're into that like Sims type Mm -hmm, thing where you can mm want to customize and, and things like that, that's really fun. Um, So the thing I've got to tell Disney though, is get, rid of the glitches for crying out yeah. loud man yeah, it, it, it makes the game, game unenjoyable with all the glitching that happens yeah it, it is yeah the glitching they need to figure out which, which my hope which is that over are you time, playing on which platform are you playing on uh pc your pc so i don't know if it's any 
it seems to be really bad on the Switch compared to other platforms. Yeah, it's not bad on it's not horrible on PC, but you can tell it's still like they're still rounding it into form. But uh, yeah, I I uh, I I really enjoy that game. But now that I'm looking at my list, I, I see why I, I put it down there. And some of it is games that there's one game on here. There's no way you know, on God's green earth that you have this game on your list. And I love this game. So. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> so I just realized I actually did not have a number seven on here. I screwed up. But that's okay. I had one extra on the top end. So I'm going to go to my – and you already gave yeah, me your fine. number. You already gave your number seven. So, yeah, that was the Aladdin yeah. and Lion King was my number seven. Yeah. So I'm going to go to number six then. And um, again, the category that I'm in, so this, I'm starting a new category. So the, the previous category I, am, I was in was this individual properties. Now I'm into the park game categories. And I already mentioned Adventures okay. of the Magic Kingdom. But here's another game on my list that is very much parks oriented, even though it is a platformer and an action adventure game. And if you've never had the pleasure of playing it, it's also got my favorite character on it. And that is Epic Mickey. Epic Mickey for Nintendo Wii. Did you ever play it? Yes, um, that is actually the Epic Mickey series is number three on my list. Oh, so. well, I don't want to steal your thunder. Why don't you share why why it's number three on your list? These games are super fun and they very are. creative. Um, um, the idea where you can either paint the world or thin out the world, um, uh, and that to, you know what you do can kind of give you a little bit of a different reputation, so to speak. Yep. Um, the collectibles are really fun in there. It also came at this time where Oswald had just come back into the fold. And the yes. plot of the first one, especially, kind of revolves around this idea of like Oswald kind of being this grumpy old man that's like mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse is the one that's remembered, but I was the first one. Yep. And um, it's got a really cool soundtrack. I know that's really nerdy to say, but very, very cool in that. Um, well, let's it, also be it, honest it got, too. It's if you're, you're right as a park. as a parks fan, it, like you get to explore Disneyland basically. I mean, that's basically what's happening. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, there's a whole level devoted. Yeah. To, it's a small world. I mean, come on, like, yeah. <laughs> like I remember going through. It's a small yeah, it's world. Not, it, it, and... Go ahead. Oh, uh, the the thing. Sorry, I I, I thought you were going. Uh, the things that I um the things that I like about it is that it's not blatant. Like you're kind of in a level and you're like, wait a minute, this is, it's a small world. Yeah. Or wait a minute, this is this ride. Like it's not yeah. blatant as like, all right, now you're in, it's a small world. Yeah, no, it, it, um, I think for me, one of the reasons why it so holds such a special place in my heart is okay. It came out in 2010. Um, Nate had taken me to Walt Disney world for the very first time in 2010. So this was a chance for me to re re experience the ride a little, the the rides a little bit and in the parks, even though the park itself is, is based on Disneyland, not Walt Disney world. So there were some differences. So, but no, it it, it definitely deserves a spot. And it it had a sequel too. I want to make sure we add that there was Epic Mickey and Epic Mickey two. I think the power of two or something is what it was referred to. Power of two. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What's your number six, sir? Number six, I have Mickey Mouse Castle of Illusion. Um, Never heard of one this. Of the first, yes, one of the first Mickey Mouse platformers. Okay. Um, really fun. Uh, uh, it, 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 there's not really a whole lot much to say about it. It's just a really fun Mickey game, really fun platformer. Okay. It, it has the nostalgia of it like being one of the first ones. It is actually not my top Mickey Mouse platformer on here, which I will get to in Ooh, in I've got a, a Mickey bit. Mouse platformer um, on here, too, and I wonder if it's the same one. Ooh. I'm interesting. I'm interested. Yeah. Um, I believe you can get an updated version of Castle of Illusion now on Steam. Um, Like they redid it. They remastered it. Um, But yeah, it was like kind of the first. um, So it doesn't really have a whole lot of IP attached to it. Um, It's just kind of like this. Yeah, we're throwing Mickey Mouse in a platformer. And very, very like beloved by a lot of fans. So I have it at my number six. All right. What's your number five? My number five, this is the one there's no way in God's green if you have this on your list. Or most people don't even know about this game. This is called Treasure Planet Battle for Prokion. No. Nope. saying that wrong? Definitely I don't, don't have that on my list. No, no, no. <laughs> I can only imagine. Okay. We are, we are not talking about Treasure Planet the movie. You can have whatever opinion you want about Treasure Planet the movie. Set it aside here. All it does right. not matter in this. This game is awesome. Okay. It is a real-time strategy game where you are... 
Um, you are the main character, Jim, Jim Hawkins, who has now joined the Navy and you are in charge of the fleet and you have like missions to go on and you have to like navigate this world and fend off pirates and do naval combat. Wow. And, and it's, it's so fun. Um, um, I bought it for like $3 on a whim, like two years ago. Cause I was like, yeah, you know, whatever it's three bucks and, what and system? the reviews seem decent. Uh, I got it on, um, I don't know what system it originally was on, but I got it on PC. Okay, Um, you do the whole Steam thing. I tried Steam. I can't get it to work on my computer. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, Um, I tried. I don't know. My computer just doesn't like me. Let's see what it what it uh, debuted on. Yeah, there's a little campaign that goes on, and you can do a little multiplayer and things like that. It looks like it was a PC game. Like you just bought the, you know, oh, you went to okay. Target and and bought the, you know, bought the disc and put it in there. <laughs> but yeah, like um the the aggregate scores like Metacritic 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 has it at a 73 of 100 game ranking 75 wow. percent. Computer and video games, 7 out of 10. GameSpot, 7 out of 10. So IGN has it an 8.5 out of 10. Like, it's a really, really fun game. Um, because like the fun. idea of Treasure Planet is really good. Just the uh, mu- the movie execution you ha- can have some, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, questions on. But, All right. yeah, so that's on my number five. All right, my number five is one that I download and play, downloaded and played for a while, but quickly lost interest with it but i have it because it's part of the whole parks games category it's still in there and apparently it's like one of the number one mobile games from disney that's ever been produced and that is disney magic kingdoms on mobile um you know we talk about this idea of like being able to create your own park i still to this day think that disney could release a roller coaster tycoon disney world edition and it would sell like crazy like like why why complicate the matter matter here like let's let's make it happen that said magic kingdom mobile um i loved it i loved playing it i know people who still play it amy birchman our 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 fairy pod mother she plays it the problem is it is one of those freemium games where you get started and then you have the microtransactions and as the game progresses you you cannot get any further without buying or waiting exorbitant amounts of time to play. And I think that's kind of a good stopping point here just for a minute, just to talk about some of the mobile games that Disney does. This seems to be something that they've done a lot of with their mobile games. I was going to put um, Disney Battle Heroes on here because you and I played that one for a while. Yeah. Like a lot. We played that one. And I found myself, I downloaded, I played it. And I found myself wanting to buy to the point that I was, I was buying. I think all, when all said and done, when I look back at the amount of transactions that I bought for that game, I probably bought well over $300 worth of transactions over the course of a year. That's a lot of money to drop on a video game. That's a lot of money and you get nothing out of it. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I would say this, like these games are fun, but be careful, be careful because they can be addicting as going to the casino or going, you know, and placing a sports bet or something. Um, I was talking to my yeah. mom and dad the other day, a couple months ago, and I think one of their friends got a divorce because she basically lost her husband to buying all these microtransactions in a video game and like literally racked up i want to say no this wasn't my mom and dad this was my one of my friends it was basically racked up i want to say like fifty thousand dollars in debt with these microtransactions and i'm not going to judge anyone i mean if that's how they want to spend their money you talk about that with your spouse and you figure that out and oh my goodness so but i have anyway way rabbit hole there where's the white rabbit at um anyway that's why it's on my list number five i I, it is a very very popular game and i know disney has probably made a ton of money off of it yeah i so um couple couple things and i'm gonna go on my own little rabbit hole here for a couple things one i'm not gonna belabor this point I don't understand either why Disney has not released Roller Coaster Tycoon. Like, make your own IP ride. Seriously, I, just like like you can even add premium packs that you have to buy. Like, I, whatever. Um, make a Disneyland I, pack. Gonna, make a Disneyland you know, Paris pack. Yes. 
the water park yes, tech, Typhoon yes, Lagoon, like Blizzard that. Beach, Putt Putt for crying out loud. I mean, why not? Like, yeah, that needs to happen. Not just a roller coaster tycoon, but it could be a combination roller coaster tycoon and hotel tycoon. Like, literally, like, like on site resorts. Like, do this, Disney. This would literally be a moneymaker for you. Zoo Tycoon plus you're yes. right, Water Park Tycoon. <laughs> yes, plus, yes, yes, yes. Plus, you're right. Mall, mall Tycoon. Like, <laughs> like it, 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 it just we're, we we should be in charge. Um, uh, <laughs> what are you gonna Bob do? With the CEO of Disney? Are you gonna? Yeah, we got this. Um, all right, so that's over there. My biggest problem with the games like Disney, uh, the the parks one. We're, we're twofold. One, like what I said with the idea of this whole roller coaster tycoon type thing, I want to be the one to decide what rides go into my park and what rides. Yes, go. yes. And with the magic, with the magical worlds, it's like, no, you have to put this in here until until you can't move on until you put this because you need this building. It's like, well, I don't really want this. Yes, I, I, I don't want this in my park. I want I want other stuff. Well, and the other thing um, with and, that, and too, so is you can't, like, they're in your park, but, like, truly one of the magical things about, like, Roller Coaster Tycoon is not only can you put it in your park, but you can ride the ride, right? Like, yeah. Disney, get, yeah. and, and I understand there's memory considerations and stuff in terms of, like, being able to, to, to uh, you know, have that amount of memory, that amount of RAM, but the amount of money that you could make off of a game like that would be astounding, and you would yeah. be sa- satiating every video gamer and Disney parks thirst for, for some kind of an at home version of the parks. Here's the thing. This exists. It's just not Disney planet coaster is I own yes. this game. It's awesome. Yes, yes it and is. You can do, you can do fast pass lines. You can do, it's just Disney fire that. That's yes. it. That's all you'd have to do. <laughs> I've, I've heard about anyway. Planet sorry. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, that's over here. I'm setting that over here. Yes. Um, the other thing, and I've played other games like this before. That the way to get around a lot of the freemium stuff is you you can just time it really well with these certain limited time events. The problem is all of these games, and I've played more of them before, are based around you send these people out for two hours. And in order to maximize your chances of getting the things that you need, you need to resend them every two hours. Mm-hmm. And so what I was having is like planning my day almost and like oh. putting it in my mind of like oh shoot i've gotta i've gotta now i this person's mickey mouse needs to be sent on his two hour tra- you know two hour uh, uh 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 quest i gotta go quick get this and it was it, it got to a point where i was like what what in the world is happening here this is dumb well and, then and, the, and so then i just kind of ver- stopped playing those types of games because yeah no go ahead finish no, that, that's just, you know, it just, it's the time. And so then what you would do is it wasn't enjoyable because you would just like send everybody on the quest and go like, okay, I'm done. And then you come back and you'd collect all the quests and then be like, all right, I'm sending out a quest again. And yeah. it's like, okay, what, what is this gameplay? It's just well, sending I, people on quests. And then there's the versions of the games where you can only do, you, you can only do so many actions in a day and you got to let your like things like regenerate. Like you get five attempts at doing something a day, five hearts, like uh candy crush is like that. You, you can do it until you lose five candies and you got to let your candies like regenerate unless you want to buy more candies or whatever, like that, those kind of games. And again, I know it's all about cash collection and that's the whole point behind those video games. And I think that's the reason why I lost interest very quickly in in um the the magic kingdom you know disney magic kingdoms okay moving on to yeah. my but, but final fun. Category. like there's a reason they're fun <laughs> oh yeah absolutely all right moving on to my final category um and this is the category that i like to call crossovers i have one yes. that kind of i have one ah. that kind of stands out and then the other three I want to talk about in kind of a story form. So I'm going to start with number. This is my number four. This is the other, the uh, the Mickey game that um, the other Mickey platformer I was talking about. And this was on the SNES, and it was called Mickey Mania. Mickey Mania. You ever play it? Ah, Mickey Mania. I did not have Mickey Mania. So this Do was a, a platformer game for um, the Super Nintendo, and it was one of the very first ones where you kind of get 
Mickey through the ages. You get Mickey and the Beanstalk. You got Mickey and the Mad Scientist. And you've got Explorer Mickey. And you kind of get Mickey up to the current version at the time, which would have been the 1990s. And you get to kind of use Mickey through the various ages to get back to whatever he's in or whatever. It was a very interesting platform. You threw marbles. You even got to go through Steamboat Willie, one of the very first ones, which was really cool. The thing I liked about it was, is is that it was really the first like introduction to Mickey for me. And it was a platform that I could play. It was relatively easy. I remember beating it. It wasn't very difficult, but this starts, I think Disney in a lot of ways on a quest of, how do I put this? Okay. When the Disney princess franchise was first introduced, was first being talked about, a lot of people don't realize that a lot of the creative executives at the, at the Walt Disney company were actually against this concept. And the idea was they didn't like that these characters were going to interact with each other outside of their respective individual worlds. And they didn't like that that the illusion of there's this world, there's this world, there's this world was being broken. But what they found when they finally did decide to do the Disney Parks franchise, they had uh, several rules. One of which, and I don't know if I've ever shared this on the podcast before, was that if you ever look at an image of the Disney princesses together in a Disney princess franchise, they don't look at one another. They never look at one another. They're looking in a different direction. They just ignore each other. <laughs> they, they, they exist, but they don't exist within the same universe. But then Disney made the decision, okay, well, let's give this a whirl. And if you think about right around the time that they started doing this was right around the 1990s with a little show called The House of Mouse. Remember the House of Mouse on Disney Channel? One of the highest rated... I don't understand why it's not on Disney+. (laughs) (laughs) One of the highest rated Disney afternoon TV shows. We loved the idea of our favorite Disney characters interacting with one another. So Mickey Mania was the Mickey franchises interacting throughout the different ages. But then as we start to think through some of these other ones that I'll share in a couple of minutes, um, in my mind... Um, that was Disney starting to test the waters of these various franchises that can interact with one another. So I'll continue my story, but what's your number four? My number four, um, is it's called Disney's magical quest. Okay. Um, and, uh, it's actually a trilogy, but the, the first one is the one that I remember playing that was on the, um, uh, super Nintendo, and basically the story is Mickey Mouse, Pluto, Goofy, and Donald Duck are playing catch in the park, and Goofy throws the ball too far, and Pluto runs off, and uh, and like his his friends run off after Pluto, and um, Mickey's all alone, and he falls mm. in this magical world. And so it's Ooh. this platformer, but what was super fun about it is that as you moved through it, you got different outfits that had different powers. So like you became wizard Mickey and then you became firefighter Mickey and you had a hose and then you Uh, became like rock climbing Mickey and you could climb rocks. Kirby's adventure kind of Mickey mouse style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so, so it was super fun. I I just remember being so, so much fun. And Pete was the one that was behind it. So, you know, you had to go defeat Mm -hmm. Pete. And then the second one brought in Minnie Mouse as a playable character and you could do uh, two-player cooperative stuff and then the third one had much more mixed reviews um it, it came out for game boy advance um and uh you had donald duck as a playable character and oh. it was more like a knights type thing okay but, again just really really fun I, I that game i played at zach stone's house a lot <laughs> i really really liked that game all right i like it all right, what was your number three? I think you gave us your number three. Already, that was right? Epic Mickey. The okay. Epic Mickey okay. franchise was number three. So my number three continues the story of, again, the crossover. And this is now where, like, 2010s at this point, And Disney introduces Disney Infinity. Is that on your list? That's my number two. Okay. So we're right around the same amount. Three, number two, whatever. So Disney Infinity... It, it brings together this idea of 
crossing platforms. You can be a character in your own little world, or you can be in the toy box and interact with anyone else in this imaginative world that you create on your own. That's Disney really realizing, wait a second, these these properties don't have to be separate from one another. They can live together in one spot. And it also had the very creative, imaginative idea of we can also do toys. And I got to say, they weren't the first to come up with this. Spyro kind of came up with no. this, this idea of the, of the was toy. That, no, Skylanders. Or Skylanders. Thank you. It's not, well, yeah, Skylanders was Spyro, though. It was the same. It was the same. No, no, no. That Spyro's a different. Oh, you're right. It's character. Skylanders. You're right. Spyro's the dragon, the Skylanders. I remember playing the Skylanders on the yes. Wii and had so much fun with those characters, right? But, yeah. you know, I with Disney Infinity, part of the fun was collecting the characters. Part of the fun was, oh, what character can you find at, 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 at Target or at Walmart? You know, hey, did you see this character? Did you see this character, right? And, of course, you knew it was popular because they had Disney Infinity, Disney Infinity 2, and Disney Infinity 3. Um, I remember once uh, with Disney Infinity 2, because it was all RFID technology, I had my, um, my magic band from the park and I had put it on the infinity platform and it gave me Luke Skywalker's cruiser, his, his, his desert cruiser. Oh yeah. If you did any kind of cool. Yeah. It was kind of a secret you could do. Um, why'd you have it at number two? So, you know, it is a little bit what we talked about with the roller coaster tycoon. It was a little bit like that. Like Mm -hmm. you could create your own, disney world yep yep. and you could create games within that you could create your own house you could create whatever you wanted and and that was so cool of like being able to combine your favorite disney character things into one then when they added marvel and star wars even that was fun like where you it was now not just disney crossing over but it was marvel and star wars crossing over and I think what's what's most frustrating about this, and maybe this is a whole nother episode, is just, you know, it it inexplicably got canceled and, yes. and the toy box shut down. Yeah. And so then now you're 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 stuck with this like, no, people still want this. This and, and from what I gather, there were figures ready to go mm-hmm. that were gonna be the next wave of figures. This came I and think it just at the intersection of yeah, this came at the intersection of when they did all that reorganization of Disney parks, Disney consumer products, Disney interactive all into one. Um, and, and uh, they also, the other thing that got on the chopping block, and I know you're going to, you're going to remember this. Um, it was Disney playmation, I think is what it was called. Um, and it was a, a yeah. similar kind of idea. It's not on my list, but it got on the chopping block the same way that Disney Infinity did. Everything just got schmiced for a bit. In fact, during that period, we lost a lot of video games that would have been out for any of the movies or stuff that we saw while they were rethinking what all this could be. Um, I'd like to say, and this is my number two, and it's, I've already said this because we've already talked about it, but I'd like to say that Dreamlight Valley is a spiritual successor to Disney Infinity. Obviously without the toys. Yeah. But it's the same idea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's not quite as here's a blank slate go. <laughs> um, it can which be. Which is helpful for some people. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, I but, agree. The, trying to build in Disney Infinity with that blank slate at first was, I mean, you literally had nothing. You had a patch of green. There's nothing. And you built from there. Like, that was crazy to me. And the, the, the mm-hmm. tools were, the tools on at least the Nintendo versions were a little cumbersome to use. I don't know. I never used the PC yeah. version, but I know the, the the Nintendo versions were a little bit cumbersome. Yeah, the building you had to get used to. Yeah. Where with Dreamlight Valley, it's not too bad. It's actually pretty easy to, to, no. to pop them. No, it's pretty easy. All right, what was your number two? Number two, that was um, uh, um, Disney Infinity. Okay, 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 okay. So you're so we're basically like flopped two and three. Okay, so <laughs> I suspect our number one is probably the same. I was um, gonna say I suspect our number ones are the same. <laughs> uh, um, and we've already done a major episode on this. At least my number one uh, is Disney. Yeah, Kingdom yeah. Heart, Kingdom Hearts, your number one. Okay. Um, yeah, I yeah. mean, there is no denying, and and I'll let you share your thoughts here in a second. I mean, like 
there is no denying that the number one Disney franchised video game in its existence at the moment has been the success of Kingdom Hearts. Um, uh, I think the power of Square, the power of video gamers, the true platforming nature, the fact that it doesn't even really feel Disney allows other people to kind of get into it. But for me, the one criticism I have of this is where is the representation in the parks? Where is the representation in official Disney channels in terms of merchandise? And I don't know if that has to do with, again, the agreement they have with Square Enix um, or, or whomever, you know, whoever. But again, there's no denying its success. What about you? Yeah, I mean, it's this was, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a very, very fun game, and that's why I have it in here, but it, it really is the pinnacle of what Disney video games can be. Yeah. That you bring in a big developer like Square Enix, you create a really good story, but also fun gameplay, you know, that that's kind of what's been missing. I don't know, did you ever, um, uh, the Marvel Avengers game that came out, uh, uh, like last year or something like that, really great story. Yeah, I haven't it, played it, but I bought it for Nate and Nate played it. Yeah, Nate's actually still playing it. It It's short. Yeah, like it's short, um, but it's it's, yeah, it's very game. short. Yeah. But the story is very good, but I I I found that the gameplay was was fine. Like it was yeah. okay. And um and that's what Kingdom Hearts has is it's it's fun the RPG, lots of action combat you know even some puzzle type things combat uh gameplay without and some with some meteor story and so it balances that really really well and then like you said just the impact it has had and i agree i i, I don't know i know that um like the goofy and donald hat they have outfits of them because they have shown up at like very exclusive events and listen if that's all that they're going to be there for so be it but um, I would love to see them lean into more Kingdom Hearts things uh, down the line. Even, I don't know what the plan is. You know, it kind of seems like Kingdom Hearts is wrapped up, so to speak. And so kind of what I look for now is, okay, who's the next? What's the next Kingdom Hearts? What's the next kind of Disney crossover epic yeah. adventure that is going to happen? And I... I'm. I, Maybe it doesn't, but I just think that's an interesting kind of huh, interesting. It does make me so, it does make it sound, or at least I do think from what I can tell that they're banking a lot on Dreamlight Valley right now. It does seem, at least with some of the updates yeah. that are supposed to be coming, it sounds like there's going to be, they're going to be opening it up to online to where maybe we can visit each other's part or others valleys and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I love Dreamlight Valley. I actually haven't played it in months. I've got to get back into it, but, um, I think the reason why I haven't played it in months is one of the reasons why you talked about Dreamlight Valley is that it's, there's no, like, like you can get in, it's a very mellow game, but in the same regard, it can also be a very boring game too. Yeah. Like, like I I need a little bit more adventure, I think with it. I know that sounds crazy, but I think it'd be nice if there was a way to go a little bit more on adventure and, and like, even if they had like different skill levels, like it seems like the, the baseline skill level is great for everybody, but like, let's bring some different skills in for some more advanced gameplay too. And I think that could be the next, the next thing. I don't know. I don't know where Disney goes. And, 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 you know, we've talked about this on, on the pod before, and I think this is probably a good way to wrap the show, which is Disney has not always had the best success with video games. They've not always, I don't think they've ever leaned into it the way that they could like i look at the two major franchises that people of our generation grew up on and know and and franchise one is disney and franchise two is nintendo super mario zelda things like that and they they came to their yeah they came to their relevance two very different ways right and yeah here they are now they're going to be battling each other out in a very physical space which is the super you know the 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 theme park space here very quickly and so i don't know where disney goes from here i don't know if disney wants to lean into this i think part of the thing that they're leaning into right now is the mobile game space which seems to be very successful and very lucrative for them i don't know how sustainable that is profitable yeah yeah I, i just don't know how sustainable it is though you know maybe maybe not i feel like some of the 
some of the spotlight on mobile games have, have mobile games have, have lost its luster in recent years. Um, but that could just be me and me thinking that it's lost its luster. Maybe it's still a very profitable portion. I don't know. Uh, I'd be interested to hear the numbers on it. So <laughs> me too. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, anything else you want to add? That was a pretty good top 10 list. Yeah, I, I enjoyed myself there a lot. A little nostalgia. Now I really want to go play some video games, you know. <laughs> well, I got to go see Ant-Man tonight. That's 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 the list. I got to go oh, see Ant-Man. No video games tonight. You are in for a treat, my friend. I saw it last night. I'm so excited. Phenomenal, phenomenal. So, well, that has been our episode this week. Um, next week, we are going to be hitting, um, I don't know, we got a couple of choices here. Oh. Ooh, we could do this other top 10, but I think we'll save that one. Maybe next week we can wrap ah. up. Why don't, why don't we wrap up the, the, the Star Wars next week? Oh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's just wrap. It's only been two years since we started that drama. Yeah. So let's, 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 let's wrap up. Uh, next week we'll do, it'll be a nice one to do. We'll do Episode 9, Rise of Skywalker. Oh, boy, I'm going to hear Matt on this one. Uh, <laughs> oh, get my rants are boiling as we <laughs> yeah. speak. Yeah. But the interesting thing is that will be our last episode before our two-year anniversary episode, I think. Three years. So three year, geez, three-year anniversary. Goodness gracious. So we've got to um, we got to we got to think through that one. We have an idea. We just haven't fleshed it out yet. So, um, okay. Here is how you get a hold of us. You can find us on Facebook at Beers and Ears Podcast. Um, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Beers Ears nineteen twenty eight. You can email us at beersandears1928 at gmail.com. Of course, you can visit us on sorcererrnetwork.com where you can uh, find our podcast uh, categorized by every category that you can think of or in uh, order, if you'd like. Um, you can also find Matt's Mistress Podcast, the Discontinued on Display. It looks like you might be starting to record um, your new ones. Um, I saw one episode name it's in there. It's coming out. All right. Well, do you want to tease what it is or what is it? What, what's yeah, the, do, you, what do you know, based on the episode name, do you know what we're doing? I or think do you know episode, what that is? The, the episode, it looked like Love Never Dies is what it said, right? Yes. So that are is you the doing sequel J to Phantom of... Oh, I was going to say, are you doing James Bond? No, that is the uh, sequel to Phantom of the Opera. Wait, we are doing a discontinued... Phantom of the Opera? Yes, absolutely. Um, the, it called Love Never know. Dies. I didn't know this. Okay. Um, so, yes, we're doing discontinued uh, uh, Broadway musicals, ones that either didn't make it to Broadway or ones that, like, had a limited run or something like that. Okay. Yeah, like, the, the the Phantom, like, he, like, starts up a theme park on Coney Island and lures What's-Her-Face into America. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, what is it? Christine, I think is her name. Christine. Okay. Yeah. Played yeah, by the lovely name. Sarah So, yeah, Brightman that's coming originally. out... Um, Yes, that's coming out. Uh, that season's starting up very, very soon. By the time this episode drops, it'll be Thursday. Thursday will be when okay. it drops. That's fun. So anyway, yeah, SorcererNetwork.com. And again, if you're looking to plan a trip, um, would love to help you. I've had a couple people reach out to me so far uh, to do that who've been uh, on the pod. Um, working on my own website now, not just SorcererNetwork.com, but my own website to be able to get all that information up and make it super simple for you to be able to, to plan a trip with me. So... Um, okay, let's raise our glasses. <laughs> uh, this episode has been on us. We'll see you again real soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.